I'm like, oh man, I'm like, this is what it's coming around. Like, I guess we all thought like, maybe it won't come around. Maybe this is just a never ending bull market. Maybe this is just. Like maybe Amer- it'll just like level yeah. off instead of taking a dive. Hey everyone, my name is Al Gugliata, and I want to welcome you to the Unlearning Project. All right, Virginia, we got it. It's uh, late June, and I'm at the beach and recording from a remote location. So that's awesome. <laughs> yes. And I was just telling Virginia that what was bothering me, this has been a therapy podcast from the beginning. And so <laughs> I'm going to keep with the formula. Keep with it. What's been bothering you this week? What's the matter? So five days at the beach. Yeah. Feel sorry for me, right? <laughs> um, been at the beach for the last five days. And I just have this, I don't know, this weird feeling of impending doom. When it comes like I'm watching the markets and the market's going down and it's like they can't get any traction and like the world's at least in my head. I know it's what I'm focusing on, but like it seems like (laughs) things are coming to an end. I'm going to pull up Market Watch right now. No, I'm just. Yeah, you don't. Please don't look at it. Don't look at it. No, I can look at it. You can't look at it. That's right. But I have to look at it for my work. So I have to like kind of know what's going on. Uh Uh-huh. Because if a client calls, hey, do you see what's going on? I can't be like, no, I don't look at the markets, you know, well, <laughs> which it really it wouldn't matter if I didn't. Like, it's not helping them or hurting. It's probably hurting them by me looking at it. But they don't know that. They think I need to have my finger on the pulse. Right. This that's weird what you thing. expect out of your financial Financial advisor. advisor right. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's a good point. Like, you don't, honestly, financial advisors do not need to look at the daily market activity. It shouldn't have any bearing in their like decision-making process. But no. anyway, you have to like appease both sides because certain clients want to know, you know, what's going on day to day, blah, blah, blah. Yep. I've been having this feeling of like, I don't know, just dread. And we were talking about how politics is now influence. I didn't realize how infiltrated politics was into like the stock market. I knew it was there and I knew the government was involved, but like, I've always had the thought process of like these companies, like Amazon's going to ship a million boxes or a billion boxes, regardless Mm -hmm. of what the government does. Right. Absolutely. Apple's going to create a billion iPhones and people are going to buy them regardless of what the government does. Right. Right. Like there's certain products that we have to have that, yeah, the government could like put a little damper or a little bit of like a drag on them producing, but like, they're never going to halt it. And they're never going to like really stop a company that's very productive from making more products and selling. If the customer wants it, they're going to buy it. And you don't want to do anything that would hinder that free market. Right. You want that to boost the economy if that's what it's doing. That's right. And that's the whole point of like lowering regulations, just letting these companies go Having some regulation, but you don't want to overregulate mm-hmm. because you're preventing the company from actually prospering and from mm-hmm. producing more. So did the raise in the base interest rate, did that bother you? Is that kind of where you're... No, because I know they have to taper back inflation, but it has right. to do with the government spending. And it's kind of like, it's, it's just, again, we were talking about common sense. 
Common mm-hmm. sense is you don't spend more than you have, right? Right. Very easy, like simple, right. like the simplest. Simple concept, but some right. people have a really hard time living within that. Yes. So on a grand scale, think of a government that's spending billions upon billions, trillions of dollars, you know, Mm -hmm. and just how all of this is like playing out. And you kind of see how it's rolling through the markets that you can't have a government spending all trillions of dollars. I mean, someone's going to have to pay for it some place. Like you can't just continue to print money. So I didn't want this to be a diatribe on the governments, but I just had this feeling this week. I'm looking at the markets, like I'm looking at Carnival Cruise Line. So we like to cruise, right? (laughs) They're getting decimated. Their stock value is worth less than what it was worth at the height of COVID in April of 2020, when everything was shut down. There was not one cruise, not one person was on a cruise line Mm -hmm. in April or May of 2020. That's when the stock should have been at its lowest point, right? Because literally their business was turned off and there was was no... Another point in even our history that I remember you talking about Carnival Cruises stock. Right. And saying that it it could be Royal Caribbean or Norwegian. Right. All all of them. A cruise company. Yeah. I mean, I remember you saying like, man, it's at rock bottom. Like it's at whatever amount, like super, super low, rock bottom. I don't remember when that was. Well, I think it was at the height of COVID. So like, oh, okay. two, so basically two years ago. And roughly. you're saying now it's even lower than lower. that point. <laughs> right. Where things are open, right? Is everything yeah. pretty much open at this point? But no, it's not open. There's still regulations of how people have to get tested mm. before they go on a cruise line. And it's mm. all these government drags that are just killing these companies. Mm. Like the, the government could just be like, listen. At your own risk, you want to go on a cruise, you're going on a cruise, but you're taking this risk onto yourself. Yeah. We're not going to put all these stipulations of like, now you got to get tested and you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to. Right. So the literally they're saying like a lot of these cruise companies might go out of business. I'm like, that makes no sense. And so- it's not just that. That's just the one that comes off the top of my head. But this is happening throughout the stock market. There are like lots of companies out there are just being literally crushed by government regulation and by the laws and the prohibitions that happened from COVID that are just continue to go on and on. It's like, when is this going to be over? So now we're seeing kind of the fallout from some of those government regulations. That's what you're seeing in this like recession or crash or whatever we're in right now. Kind of. I I mean, I also see the inflation going up because of all that government spending. Yes. And now inflation's basically, you know, all companies have to raise prices. Yeah. Now they're they're cutting their workforces. Like it's all kind of leading toward this idea, you know. So like we had free money for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was like on the bandwagon. Right. Now like the chickens are coming home to roost. And it's like we were some of those families where you get the letter where you're like you get 500 extra bucks a month or whatever it was. I don't remember the amount Mm -hmm. all throughout COVID. It was just like, I don't even know why we're getting this extra money. I got a check too. I'm like, I had no business getting my my mom got a check. This is the other weird thing. I think I mentioned that she was dead. She got three months after she died. She got a check. I'm like the IRS monitors everything I do to the penny. (laughs) But they can't figure out when somebody dies and not to send a check to that person. (laughs) So anyway, like things just don't add up or make sense. Mm -hmm. And I think the government's just way out of control as far as like what they're able to spend money on. 
honestly, like deep down the whole lockdown and all the money they've infused it, there was a, literally the biggest disaster of our generation. I don't know how you could spin it in a way where they think that was worth spending all that money. They should have left everything open. Again, my opinion, <laughs> let people know that you're at your own risk. We're giving right. you the science. This is right. the data. You don't, if you want to be safe, you stay home. Mm -hmm. We're not closing anything. We're not closing anything. You just stay home. You figure it out. But I think it's that balance between whose responsibility is this? Is it right. is each person individually responsible for themselves? Can people actually carry that responsibility for themselves? You'd be surprised. No. And so then there's companies thinking like, oh, like, is this our responsibility? Should we implement guidelines and shot requirements? Right. And then there's the government thinking, oh, we're going to protect everybody. We're going to make this like mass decision, you know, so then mm. they're taking on the responsibility. So it's like this interesting toggle between whose responsibility is each of these questions or right. responsibilities. like. Who should carry that? Yeah. Most people, I don't think, are aware enough, educated enough, maybe have the resources enough, whatever it is, to actually be fully informed to be able to make a solid decision. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where they, the government and wherever else like tries to kind of help the crowd. But then there's some of us, probably you and I, that feel like, all right, I have access to all the information I want. I've done all my research. I know this is my choice. This is what I would do. Mm -hmm. Because we're informed, sure, we can carry that responsibility. But I think there's so yeah. many people that they're just not informed. I agree. I mean, I, I just think you, the government can't protect everyone. It just mm -hmm. can't. It's mm -hmm. good at doing certain things. Obviously, it's good at spending money and like <laughs> basically spending it like irresponsibly. It's very good at that. Like, it's just so not efficient. Mm -hmm. It's like when you compare like the public sector to mm -hmm. the private sector, when you compare like a company, I don't know, whatever company, like a Microsoft compared to like the governments, mm -hmm. Microsoft is spending money a lot more responsibly and a lot more, how would you say it, in a, a more productive way. Mm -hmm. where the government could just waste it and nobody gives a crap and it just like funnels more money in. They start writing these crazy checks and like, yeah, we think this is, you know, the way to do it. And let's spend a trillion dollars on like unemployment. And I get that there's certain like things that you need to do to protect people, but it's so far off the rails in my opinion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that now it's all like literally the chickens are coming home to roost at this point. So basically the whole growth sector of the market has been decimated. And yes. growth meaning what we're on right now, Zoom. Yeah. Zoom, not good. You don't want yeah. to have Zoom stock, <laughs> but you wanted you wanted Zoom stock two years ago. And maybe you want to buy it right now. Maybe, maybe low. not. Well, it's the it's the catching the falling knife theory. Mm -hmm. It's been low and it's getting lower and it's getting lower. And then you buy it and then it gets lower and lower. Like there's so many things that you can buy on the way down that you think I'm getting such a discount and a bargain. And then it just draw, it gets cut in half again. It gets cut in half again. And it's like, where is the bottom to some of yeah. these? And these yeah. are good companies. You know more about this than I do. Is there a point where things actually do hit zero? You can go bankrupt. I mean, not, obviously not the whole market because it's on a company by company basis. Like I was just mentioning before with the cruise lines, mm -hmm. you know, there's like analysts making predictions that they'll go to zero. I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. Hmm. I think there's always going to be a market for people that like going on cruises. 
Yeah. But it's all of this narrative that destroyed them. It's the narrative that wasn't COVID. You can go on a cruise if you want to go on a cruise. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to, don't go. But you take all the risk if you decide you want to go. Isn't that what life is kind of all about for all of us? Like when we walk out the door in the morning, do we just say, hey, government, you got to protect me from getting hit by a car and you got to protect me from falling into a manhole and you got to protect me from getting poison ivy. And I'm like, where does it end? Where do you draw the line that like, you have to take your own personal responsibility yeah. for your health, for your finances, for all these different things. That doesn't happen. The government just keeps putting their freaking nose into everything. <laughs> and then they spend all this money and they get all these people on the take. Mm-hmm. And now they, ah, uh, it's just, I've never been so, I don't know, it, just thinking about politics, thinking about government thinking about how all that meshes into what I do for a living mm-hmm. as far as investing money, I've never seen it so intertwined and so mm-hmm. affected. Yeah. So it's been really disconcerting. I guess the last five days being at the beach has got me away from it where I can actually like kind of sit back and like think about it. And I'm like, oh man, like this is, I don't want to, claim, like, I don't think anything's Armageddon. I think, And a year from now, two years from now, things can look completely different in a positive way. So don't get me wrong. But when I Mm -hmm. see this kind of stuff happen, people get destroyed in these markets. Mm -hmm. And they're not in fly-by-night companies. And they're not like, you know, everybody was touting about cryptocurrencies. (laughs) And then they get cut in half. And then they get cut in half again. It's like, that hurts a lot of people. Again, Buyer beware, you know, when you invest in Mm -hmm. companies, but when good companies get destroyed, that's where it kind of really bothers me Mm -hmm. that like a really good company is just getting like everything just goes out with the tide, you know, it's like, anyway, this is such a rant on stocks and government. (laughs) That's okay. I do agree to a certain point. Like you have to let the free markets make their adjustment and they will go down and they will go back up again and you have to allow that. Yep. Because the overall market truly is the hive mind. It is millions of people's minds and actions and money at work. Mm-hmm. And so when you poke and prod and put things in place and establish various rules and regulations, you're hindering business a little bit. And I think that's right. one of the main points that you made. But how do you undo the poking and prodding that you've already done? Yeah. And- I, well, I think, it, like you said, that the markets are re-regulating now. They're kind mm-hmm. of they're doing it for themselves. Mm-hmm. I think it's that pendulum idea where Absolutely. like, when the pendulum swings so far in yep. one direction, mm-hmm. it overcorrects in the other direction. So yes. as well as Zoom and whatever, like all these like tech companies did during COVID when there was lockdowns, like there was mm-hmm. a lot of companies that did very well in that. Mm-hmm. The pendulum swung that way. And now it's coming all the way back. And all those people that thought, oh, I got to get in on Zoom or I got to mm-hmm. get in on, I don't know, name your company. Yeah, they're all getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. So it is self-regulating, but it's so volatile. Well, so um, I remember mid-pandemic 2020, mm-hmm. I was having conversations about like, this is insane. Why is the market still high? Why hasn't it adjusted? You know, there's a little dip, but it bounced back super fast. And we had a conversation about something's not right. 
Something, government stimulus. And something's that's, goofy here. So it propped up the market. I mean, mm-hmm. from what I understand about it, even I feel well, like even, still a novice, but. Yeah. I mean, and we experienced it, right? We were like sitting in lockdown, looking at the market, wondering, why is this yeah. so high? This is weird. Yeah. And the reason why it's still high is because they kept, the government started infusing money into the system. They lowered interest rates to nothing. Everything is being propped up. It's like when you take a credit card out yeah. and you spend the whole balance, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do next? Oh, let me get another credit card. And I'll roll that balance to this one. It's like a parlor trick. It's really like a Ponzi scheme where things just start ratcheting up and you start spending more. And yeah. then your lower interest rates. And now, now you're paying a low interest rate. You could just borrow more and more money. But and eventually it has to come around. Yeah. And it's the timing too. It's like they felt like they had to react quickly during COVID. So they activate the stimulus and lower rates and do all this. But it's like you pulled too many levers. And now you got no, there's no solutions left. Yeah. Now now you're just have to like watch the whole thing crumble and then has to rebuild. Yes. It has to do its fluctuation to, to come to terms with the changes that have made. And then now, okay, raise rates, good move, stop printing stimulus money, good move. Right. But you've still got to live through that you're at yeah, the beach, the right? Cycle. So it's like yeah. you still have to ride those waves until the storm's fully over. Like it's not. And they can gonna... go on for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. A hurricane just blew through and it's still going to be choppy water for a minute. But I guess the problem with what I'm having, and I think this is, will play out in all the elections coming up, but like because people vote for who they believe in, mm-hmm. there's no real leadership and there's no real learning from your mistake kind of idea. Like, I mean, all we want to do is spend even more money. Mm. Oh, really? Oh, we spent all this money and it's not working? Let's spend more. Mm. Oh, there's a problem. The market's going down. Let's spend more. I'm like, wait, that's what got us into the problem. We, we could buy ourselves out of this problem. At some point, like you just said, you can't because you've pulled so many levers. There's literally no levers left to pull. And now you just got to watch the whole thing crumble in front of your eyes. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what the feeling I've gotten over the last five days. I'm, as I'm looking back from a distance and I'm seeing very good companies literally just crumble, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, this is what it's coming around. Like, I guess we all thought like, maybe it won't come around. Maybe this is just a never ending bull market. Maybe this is just. Like maybe Amer- it'll just like level yeah. off instead of taking a dive. American ingenuity is just taking out. Yeah, we're just not seeing the positive. But don't you think everybody thinks that when they're on top? Yeah. Like, like this is the new, this is my new life, right? Yeah. Like everything's going well. This is this is how it's going to be from now on. We have to have that positive outlook as humans. That's why we wake up and get out of mm. bed every day because we have True. to believe that there will be continued right. positivity. And when they're not, sure, it it does affect us. And we're thinking like the world's coming to an end. <laughs> yeah. But I think when the leaders of your governments are, you can't just have pure optimists. It's like the optimism, realism thing that we talked about mm-hmm. in one of those podcasts previous to this, that you have to have realism when it comes to like people making laws and spending money. Mm-hmm. You can't just be optimistic, right? If you're optimistic, I'll just spend all my credit cards and eventually I'll pay them all back too. Yeah. No, don't go that route. That's not a realistic <laughs> view, right? And even if you thought you could pay them all back, like that's not a good plan. 
You just don't want to put yourself in that position. Yeah, I think it just feels like we've lost all common sense. For the government to be taking care of so many people, it's just not the way things should go. It's just a bad strategy going mm-hmm. forward where you just have everybody on the take. You can't provide for everybody. It just doesn't work that way. Everyone's got to contribute in some way. Yeah. I mean, time and time again, throughout economic history, it's shown that the free market really is the best solution. Right. You know, less regulation, less of everything. Get everybody's hands out. Right. Smaller, smaller governments. Yeah. Don't Mm -hmm. have like the bigger government gets, the worse things are for everybody. I mean, (laughs) in the short term, it seems like they're doing good for everybody, but they're not. They're really not. They're spending too much. They're, it's just a runaway train. Yeah. I feel like such a, I've never been a Republican in my life. Like I never consider myself anything. I think I actually, I think I'm actually um, a Democrat whenever I voted back in, mm-hmm. in the past. To this day, I think I'm still like a registered Democrat. Mm-hmm. But like, I think of like Republicans, like it's so stodgy and like, just, ah, uh, I just think of a guy in a suit, like, you know, a grandfather, like a codger, you know, just, <laughs> but then like, when I listen to myself, even talking about like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm that guy, like, what the hell is happening to me? You know, like I used to have like so, that liberal kind of like just college kind of like everything's free love, man. It's going to be fun. Just smoke some weed. Like that. Yeah, just everybody relax, you know, just be fine, you know. Growing up, do you ever remember looking at your grandparents or parents or whoever watching the news and yeah. you thinking like, man, why are they so into this? Totally. And why are they so like negative? Yes. I always thought that. Why are they so like pissed off? Like, oh, that jerk and this jerk. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Super passionate about whoever their governor was and and just really getting into it, right? Totally. And I thought the same thing. And Ross told me that he thought the same thing about his parents. We all did, right? this is the natural progression. Progression. As we get older, our money matters more because we're looking toward retirement we start paying attention to things that we did not pay attention to when we were 20 or, you know, 18, 19, whatever, you know, especially when we're kids and we start to understand the power of it. Right. And we didn't care or know, or, you know, it didn't matter to us as kids. So then it goes back to that focus thing, right? What, What are you putting your attention on? Our attention wasn't on any of that stuff as kids. Yeah. And as a kid, can't register to vote. You have no power. You have no say. So why pay attention to it? And you don't but, feel like any of it affects you. you know, right. So. And as adults, I think we carry the weight of like, oh, well, this decision will affect my kids. Right. This decision, you know, is shaping the world or is shaping what's available to whoever. We tend to lean into it a little bit harder. And I just think that's natural. Like as we get older, we get more political, whether we want to or not. Right. So, I mean, what do you do with that as you get older? So the way I see it, I toggle between two different points of view. One point of view is like, I want to go back to that kid mentality. Screw all of this. I don't want to deal with any of it. You guys play all your big freaking world games here. And, you know, you could all take over the earth, whatever you want to do, play your games with your governments and your leaders and kings and presidents and economies and interest rates. Just do all that. I'm just going to live my life. I don't want to deal with any of that. I want to be completely oblivious to it. So that's one way I want to go. And then the other way is kind of like, no, now you're an adult. 
And yeah. like you just said, you have kids and this is going to play out for them. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't feel right either. Cause I'm kind of like, now I got to play in this stupid game of politics and like mm-hmm. there's Republicans and Democrats and they're all at each other and they're making these big decisions and it's affecting the entire world. And they're all a bunch of morons that don't listen to each other. <laughs> and I got to be involved in that. Don't you ever get that feeling of like, I don't want to be completely out of it. Cause that's like putting your head in the sands, mm-hmm. but then being in it is just dealing with this it, idiocracy. It's literally just like, I, I can't even, I mean, I li- listen to the news and I'm like, I, I can't believe this is our world. This is what we watch and this is what we listen to. And I don't know, this, these games yeah. that we play, I don't want to be involved in the game anymore. I agree. I mean, I've shared with you, I don't watch the news. I don't really pay attention. It takes me a few days to find out like on Instagram that something happened in politics right. or the world or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> okay. oh. But I think it all goes back to being informed about just the main issues that you care about and not getting sidetracked with like all the clutter. Um, Because I think politics are really, (laughs) politicians are really good at distracting us. Yeah. Um, Especially with like huge news stories that actually cover up like other issues that would have made national headlines, but they didn't. Yeah. So there again, like paying attention to actually what matters to you. And then money is where it's all at. So if you can vote with your dollars by spending them Mm. at companies that matter to you, whose values you support and doing your research ahead of time and not just believing that like GM is leading the U.S. (laughs) with their electric car initiatives, right? You're – Super into Tesla. I know it's bullshit. You know, yeah, all right about Tesla. That. So you're gonna vote with your dollars with Tesla if that's your next financial move, right? Like if you're gonna buy a car, that's probably what it's gonna be. I guess what really gets under my skin is that I always had this Pollyanna kind of way mm. of thinking. I'm like, at least you know the big politicians. Yeah, they'll lie a little bit here and there, but on the main issue, on big things, they're you know essentially telling the truth or mm-hmm. what they think the truth is. Mm-hmm. And then when you see them just blatantly lying and you know that they know that they're lying, it's not like they just are uneducated. Mm-hmm. They're just blatantly lying. And people are just like, oh, that's true. And I'm like, no, that's not true. That's blatantly a lie. And like, mm-hmm. it's just, and nobody's held accountable for that. And that's the part that's really like deflating to me where I'm like, they're just blatantly lying. I didn't know. I, I guess I always knew they lied, but I didn't know how blatant it was. I didn't know how pervasive it was. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I guess that's just so disconcerting to me where I'm like, ah. Oh. And I mean, it sucks, but it all has to do with money behind the scenes. The Agreed. other thing is, I think as they go into office, they're people just like us who believe certain things and say, you know, I'm going to change this or I want to do that. And they get into office and they learn all the intertwined web of who affects what and this and, well, this company contributed and whatever. And they realize that they can't do the thing that they campaigned on. Right. And Yeah, there's just too many, there's too much red tape. They can't get shit done unless they play the game, right? Right. So it's tough, I think. Yeah, I would love for them to be able to actually campaign on something and for them to actually be able to execute Mm -hmm. that plan. But I think there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that we as people don't know about that they don't even know about when they're running. And then when they sign 
and they're in and they can actually get all the secrets. Mm. They find out what levers they really can pull and what they can't pull and what it will affect. Don't you think most people have like a bullshit meter though? Like where they, they can call bullshit. Like, like let's say like big public figures that you're like, I believe that guy. I'll take information from that guy because I know that Mm -hmm. even if he's wrong, he's being really honest about trying to find out the truth about something. Like if I had to choose, like I would pick like a handful of people to like run the country and Mm -hmm. basically disperse all of the media Mm because I I believe that they're honest. Like for instance, like a Joe Rogan type guy. I don't think he's right all the time. I think he's wrong a lot of the time. I think he's, I don't think he's the smartest guy, but I think he's honest. Mm. And I think that he's literally trying to find the truth. And that's why he's the biggest podcasts ever. Like he's the biggest podcast out there, Mm -hmm. the Joe Rogan experience. Mm -hmm. Then I look at Elon Musk. He's not bullshitting. A lot of times he makes projections that don't amount to anything, but But he's always, I deep down believe that he's looking for the truth Mm -hmm. and he's telling the truth. And these people, these two, for instance, like a Joe Rogan and Elon Musk, they have fuck you money, right? So they have money that where they don't have, they're not, you don't have to follow the money with them. They're not trying yeah. to accumulate more money. Yeah. That is not their goal. Yeah. It's not a play. They're just saying what they honestly think and they're going to make a decision not based on who's sponsoring them or anything right. else. It's they're just not- straight out. This is what we should do. And I agree. I mean, I wish more people would be able to make choices from that place. Yes. If there's one, I think, thing that I do very well is I think I know right and wrong and I have like a good a strong like street smart bullshit meter so if I look at like a Elon Musk like there's not an ounce of anything in my body that thinks he's out for more money right that he's just looking to like be the best CEO and to produce more than everybody else and it's not about that and I look at a Joe Rogan I'm like that guy's just gonna continue to have his freaking weird conversations with different people and I believe him and everybody. And that's why he has such a big following because people believe him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel like everybody's look, finding the wrong people to get their information from. Mm-hmm. And we have the wrong leaders in place. Like, I think mm-hmm. that I hope there's going to be a shift to where people are literally like, I don't know, their bullshit meters go on high alert where they're like, I don't think you have to be super I- intelligent or super well-educated. I think it's it's a curve, right? Like, I think we all attempted to vote for someone who would be more transparent with the U.S. after the whole Trump fiasco. (laughs) And then, you know, I think we're all still continuing to seek the right leader. These next elections, every election is important. But after being shocked that Trump actually became president. I think lots of people are continuing to be involved and interested in elections and realizing like, oh shit, that that could happen. Like, wow, we we really actually have to vote. And then of course that goes back to, he didn't actually win the popular vote. The popular vote did not actually elect him. And that's happened a few times where whoever got in the office actually didn't win the popular vote. It's just the way that the voting is arranged in the U.S. Yeah. So there's a lot. 
Don't you just want like the Wrong. silliness to stop? It seems like it's silly. <laughs> yeah. like it, it's to the point where it's so off the charts silly. Yeah. That you're like, I can't even believe this is happening. Like this is yeah. just too weird and too silly. Like Trump started it. He started the silliness. That's the only word I could like literally <laughs> use for all this. It's just silly. Like I, it it's like a comedy, like this weird twisted comedy yeah. that we're watching. And it's like, wait a sec, is this real? It I feel seems... like it's some like black, like what do they call it? Like a dark satire kind of uh -huh. thing. Like we're uh -huh. watching like our, <laughs> it's like somebody made this up. And the we're saddest just living... version of our life possible. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, the, I mean, again, it's just, you're a positive person. You're living your life regardless of what the government's doing. Right. I mean, when you really nail it down for like people like us, like it's really not affecting us. If we didn't listen to any of the, you know, social media news or anything for the last two mm. years, would we be any different? We'd probably be in a better mental space, right? Yeah. We wouldn't have I've... all of this crazy yeah. Trump and Biden and this. I'm like, who cares? Like, yeah. I think that's your job. How many more days do you have at the beach? I have, let's see, nine more days or 10 more days. Okay. So yeah. over the next nine or 10 days, your job is to focus on letting that go and like stepping away for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it is the plan. I'm starting to. I think I, I wanted to do this podcast just because... I mean, there's so many I want to do. It's a venting session in a way. Yeah. I was telling Shelby too the other day. I'm like, I'm like, I got to get out of this godforsaken business. I'm like, I know it helps people. I know that in the long term, investing your money properly mm -hmm. is good. I, I know all these things, but like the shit that goes on behind the scenes mm -hmm. and like yeah. the short term stuff that like is just, it's twisted. It's like a lot of it's just real manipulative Mm -hmm. I don't know. It doesn't feel good mm -hmm. when you're dealing with like, like you said, like the pendulum swinging one way and then just everyone gets crushed on the back backlash mm -hmm. for nothing that they did. They didn't do anything, you know, nobody, right. I didn't shut anything down. Right. Yeah. But, well, and when it starts to like, there were many, many years that you've been in the business that you've paid attention to the markets and sure they bothered you, but you've been able to navigate it. And if it's getting to a point where you're, really frustrated and it's really bothering you day to day. Yeah. I think you've done your time, you know, it's, <laughs> it's time to Try hang out else. at the beach more. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know what? I was feeling it while the markets were going well. So it's not even something that's new. Ah. Just, it's not just because the markets are going down. That's insightful. Things okay. seemed very inflated and very like superficially held up by the mm. government and by stimulus money and by all these things, by like you said earlier, like just by not letting the free markets just work themselves out. Too much involvement, way too much until like you now have no more resolutions that you can make. Now you literally just have to sit back and watch it play out because you can't do anything else. You can't spend any more money. You can't buy yourself out of it. It's almost like, you know, like the person that filed for bankruptcy, like now they just have to deal with all the consequences of it. Mm -hmm. There's no more money. It's gone. Yeah, it's all it. gone. Now you and there's certain stuff. debt that you still have to pay back, even though you filed bankruptcy. So it's not like a totally way out. It's know? not really like a full clean slate, right? You still have no. to. Yeah. So that's what you, you have to do. I need you to do some beach yoga. <laughs> and I'm going to read my book. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Read the book that you brought. Read the book Quit I brought. Paying, just ignore the markets for like nine days. Do you All think right. you could do that? 
I don't, but I'm going to, I'm going to try. Are any clients calling you within the next nine days? Well, this is the other eerie thing. So no. So it's been eerily quiet. Okay. Which is unusual. Well, but that makes you've done your job over all these years and telling them to like breathe and it's going to be okay and it's going to recover and yes, you know, because it always ha- does. It does. Sometimes I think a lot of these bear markets last longer than others. Mm-hmm. The longer they carry on, it's just the more you're kind of like, oh, good. When is this going to end? And like it just goes on and on and on. You're like, oh, you know, you just feel like the sense as I started this podcast of impending like doom. If you look at it every day, right? If you go for nine days and you don't look at it, it could look the same as the numbers I see right now in nine days. And you didn't go through all the trauma and drama of going, oh, no, it's losing. Oh, no, it's up. Exactly. Oh, oh, yeah. no, it's losing. Oh, you know, back and forth, right. back and forth. Well, it's like thinking of if I was like a realtor and I didn't follow yeah. the housing market, like you got to follow the housing market if you're a realtor, <laughs> right? Or do you not follow the housing market? Do you just, I don't I think know. you do when you have active people that are talking with you and calling and whatever. But right. I think if it's you affecting your mental health, then you need to. Take a minute. Wow. Is that where I'm at? (laughs) (laughs) Is it? You tell me. I don't know. I mean, it seems like you're really frustrated about it. So, yeah, I think it is a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's the prescription. All right. Some beach yoga and some reading, some walks on the beach. Okay. Splash in the waves, chill out. All right. We'll make the next podcast episode a little more positive. (laughs) That was was my. That was my personal therapy session. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Virginia. All right. Thank you. It's always good talking to you. Yeah. Good talking to you too. (laughs) Well, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. See you next time.